Welcome to Total Health Transformation Podcast, hosted by Dr. Danny Scarhill. Dr. Danny is a doctor of chiropractic, an author, speaker, and trainer. And on the THT Podcast, he interviews other health experts to glean further insights that will help you achieve total health transformation. Welcome to the Total Health Transformation Podcast. My name is Dr. Danny Scarhill, the founder of dannyscarhill.com, the author of Total Health Transformation, the proven system to unlock limitless energy, motivation, and health, and the creator of the Total Health Transformation programs. Let's get straight into it on this episode. I've got a fantastic guest lined up for you today, Dr. Dean Ryder. And Dean grew up in a small town in South Africa called Port Elizabeth. He studied chiropractic at Durban University of Technology in South Africa and now practices with his wife, Dr. Giselle, in Buckinghamshire, England. His passion is connection with his community. And he says that our greatest blessing as a chiropractor is not only to teach people the chiropractic message and lifestyle, but also that we get to interact with and connect with all sorts of different types of people in practice from blue collar, white collar workers, different races, religions, and every age group you can imagine from two days old to 95 years of age. In his three and a half years of practice, he's been on local radio, numerous podcasts, adjusted celebrities, and helped bring the chiropractic message to his local community and worldwide with his famous YouTube video with Russell Brand. In his spare time, Dr. Dean loves to partake in ultra-distance endurance races with the help of chiropractic. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Dean. How are you doing? Yeah, thank you so much, Danny. Lovely to be on here. I'm very, very well. Um, Had a good morning and just great to be here today. Good stuff, mate. So tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, long story, but um, it, you know, it just started uh, probably when I was 21. Um, I started chiropractic. Before that, I was in London for two years where I did uh, manual labor. I did, we call it a gap year in South Africa. So we did, I took uh, two gap years and I realized um, that you know, moving stuff around and working 260 hour uh, months um, doing events, was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And um, as you guys know, my brother is a chiropractor, uh, but he was studying at the time and, you know, he would just, I think he was in fourth year and I just started asking him questions and he just had so many, um, so much passion towards chiropractic already then. So I started asking more questions and I realized that um, this was something that really interested me and uh, started studying and um, in fourth year picked up my wife and uh, very very fortunate because she kind of got me through chiropractic and helped me through and uh, we moved over three almost four years ago um, to the UK and um, yeah just been practicing in Marlow we love it there in the house of branch and it's just great to uh, be able to help people in chiropractic but just great to and meet people like yourselves. Excellent. Good stuff, mate. So, Dean, over the years, I, I would assume that you've had inspirations to help you get healthy. Who were your role models over the years in the past, and who are they today? Um, so I would say 
my role models in the past were my my friends that uh, I I lived with. I didn't study with, but they were really really fit. We were big into a sport that's big in South Africa. It's called life saving, and um, you know when I was when I had put on weight. Um, they kind of got me into back into a lovely, healthy routine of running 10 kilometers, you know, at least twice to three times a week, um, getting back into eating the correct stuff. Um, so they were, they were very influential in getting me back into the process of being healthy. Um, and then we're very fortunate to have people like uh, my brother and sister-in-law that showed us in a world where we, um, eight different you know where lots of people consider it different types of food where we started doing juices in the morning um we we stopped eating certain things and we just saw a whole new different paradigm so i think we we're very grateful for that and then my biggest role model when it comes to food now would have to be my wife who um you know we we really seldom eat and we always eat our food that's uh, cooked and uh, we take inspiration from people like Deliciously Ella, uh, who's got great books to, to read and obviously get their recipes. We love following Dr. Josh X. Uh, we've done a, a big um, book, well, a few months on his collagen diet lately, and we've seen amazing results. So I think it's really important just um, following these people in their departments and just uh, giving it a go and see how you feel. So we're super grateful to have these people in our lives. Excellent. So on, on your health journey over the years, if you were to do it all over again, if you were to start your journey again, what would you do differently and why? I would say don't lose it because once you, you know, once you don't use it, you lose it. And uh, I think really in that field, if, if you don't, if you stop, something for a while we all know how it can we we leave it for a week a week becomes a month the month becomes a year and it just slowly starts just getting into your lifestyle and becomes more of a habit than you know so i would say back in my time where i got stuck in um where where you know where i put on that weight was more because of um you know chiropractic studying the the it's a seven-year course in in south africa and studying never really came easily so um i kind of stopped activity i stopped getting back in onto the road or being active and and i'd say really just make sure that you, you make it a habit every day and uh there's a great saying by a guy by the name of les brown he said um do what you know not what you feel and uh i would say yeah, you know that we all need to run or or do activity or eat the correct stuff, but sometimes we let our feelings get in the way of what we know. So um I would say just do what you know and rather than what you feel. Excellent. Yeah, it's very wise words from Les. Les is cool, isn't he? Yeah, he's so cool, you know. I, I'm loving his podcast at the moment, especially getting through this time which is strange and weird. And just to have like guys like them with 20 minute messages a day, I just love it. Yeah, really cool. So earlier on when we were speaking before the podcast, you mentioned uh, years, years ago now, you got into your comfort zone and you piled on a bit of weight. Um, tell yes. us a little bit about that. How did you get around that? 
so it was uh, I put on a bit of weight I was weighing 68 kgs um, 70 so I'm not a big man at all There's, and uh, I got into the comfort zone about a year into dating my wife or girlfriend at the time and um, it was tough you know like I just you don't even know you just kind of carry on and um, the way I got out of it was my two friends, um, Tom and Paul, and uh, they were just amazing. Um, they, I lived with them in Durban. They weren't chiropractors, but very active guys. And um, they just said to me, Dean, why don't you start running? And running at the time was the most, um, the best thing for me as being a student, as we all know, I didn't have to uh, pay a lot. So all I needed was a set of trainers and a pair of socks and some shorts and a shirt and I could make my way into the road and run. And we, um, so those guys just got me on the road. They said, just carry on running. It's the easiest way to lose weight. Um, and I'm super grateful for them. And uh, we had a thing in Durban and I've never seen anything like it in, in the world. It's uh, called Regents. And it, it would be a place where we would go uh, get together on a, a road called Regents and uh, there would be about 300 to 500 people that would get together and run a 10-kilometer route on a Tuesday, a Thursday, and a Friday morning at quarter past five. And I've never, ever done the same route um, twice. So it was so much fun. We really got together. And that's kind of where I started getting fit again and um, just getting back into routine. Excellent. That sounds like a, um, a much more intense version of, you know, they do park runs over here in, in the UK, don't they? But it sounds like a bit more of a park run on steroids that you used to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, geez, it's weird, you know. I mean, so South Africa starts a little bit earlier than the UK. So um, quarter past five was the time. But if you could just wake up <laughs> and get into the car and get there, it was just such a spectacular thing. I mean, you have 300 people... Uh, running at quarter past five in the morning it's just it's so easy right it just makes it so much easier to get things going now i feel like i don't need that necessarily so i'm fortunate that i can run by myself and i know sometimes people struggle to run long distance because it's boring and everything like that but i'm glad that i got that in me to kind of really have a, a love for running and then now it's um kind of you know, in my life and in my wife's lives and my wife's life. And uh, we, we, we carry on. It's been a very, very a big thing in our life to just keep forward and keep active and keep fit and healthy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important to keep moving, isn't it? Absolutely. Danny, hundred percent. So you, you alluded a little bit to when people get into their comfort zone. So on that note, in your experience, what do you think is the relationship between our emotions and the choices we then make? Jeez, I think it's massive. I think, um, as I've just said, do what you know, not what you feel. And uh, I, I certainly am not uh, 100% great in that respect. I think we all have our flaws. We all want to do um, stuff that we feel rather than what we know. But I think that's huge. And uh, as you can see at the moment, we are in a very strange time and uh, where we are very, we are fear conscious, anxious, um, stressed out. Don't know if we've got jobs, opportunities, you know, you're just hearing so much doom and gloom around us. And I think 
and it's super important right now to um, be very firstly what we started in the morning is to be grateful for what we have and to start start off with three things that we're grateful in the morning because it's really easy to get caught up in it i think more than ever we understand that we are not in control um in terms of going forward so we 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 look to our religion however i think it's a great time for people to um seek you know uh, meditation uh, yoga um, apps like smiling minds headspace hope um, things like that that we can just kind of just ease our brains a little bit and, and and make sure that we are a lot more clear within our heads so that we can make the correct decisions or the best decisions we think moving forward absolutely you yeah. touched on meditation there just now and i'm assuming you i'm guessing you meditate yourself do you by the sounds where yeah we do um i uh I, i'm actually as as my like well my wife would say is i i have to do a lot of things in the day so i really struggle actually to sit down and just focus on something for 10 minutes to an hour but um, I think it's a great way to, to just start from, from one minute to two minutes to three minutes. And it doesn't need to be um, sitting down and, you know, going um or making noises, etc. It's just like being grateful for what you have. Be present in the moment. And uh, I've learned a lot through it. I think uh, the first week that we went on lockdown, I became a professional gardener. So I was out, I was busy, we had amazing weather, but the second, third and fourth week, I really struggled actually. Like, you're like, so what, I have to stay in my house and, and do nothing. And no one really gets you prepared for that. I think it's really interesting. I'm sure Danny, you can say the same. Like no one, the whole world goes, you know, you've got to work hard, you've got to be committed, you've got to, but then, but then the world's saying like, hey, just stay at home and do nothing. And for me, it was just very, very weird. I really struggled. And um, uh, so we made a cool thing where um, like we would, it would be a tick box. So we'd have to do 11 things a day and then you, you'd feel like you've done, you know, something good in the day and then you can kind of go to bed knowing that you've fulfilled these. And um, meditation was, was big because if we didn't start that, we had to do yoga uh, and it was really, really important to firstly just clear our heads and just let, you know, let every, every let us know that firstly we are not in, in control and secondly that like everything will be okay um as as we found that in 1918 there was a massive flu pandemic and uh they got through that and we don't have as we they didn't have as much technology as they do today so uh, i think we'll be fine it's just obviously a very tough time and we just got to be be grateful for what we have but also make sure that we we know that we'll get through this huh, Danny? Absolutely, mate. As you mentioned yeah. earlier, it, it is crazy times that we're in at the moment with this COVID nineteen mm. um, nonsense going on. Hopefully, that will be uh, it'll blow over pretty soon. Um, so, in in these times when people are are have been and probably still are quite stressed and worried and fearful about a number of things, whether it's their health or their jobs or whatever, things like meditation are so important. I, I mean, I've been meditating for 10 years now and I really wow. don't know how I would be handling this now if I wasn't a regular meditator, you know? So yeah, absolutely. It's so important. 
Yeah, absolutely. In your role as a chiropractor, you've been practicing about three or four years now, you were saying, wasn't it? Yes. So could you give us an example or two of case studies where you've seen health transformations in some of your clients? Oh, yeah. I was actually... um... I was doing an emergency adjustment session today and um, I was just thinking one of the biggest privileges I've and best things I've heard was a, um, we all know that a lot of people will be like, you've got to go to your chiropractor. You've got to go to your chiropractor or someone that we see, Danny, he will tell his friend and be like, you've got to go to this doctor. You've got to go to this doctor. You've got to go to this doctor. Anyway, a year later, um, one of the guys that has been seeing me for the last three years told his friend for the last year, you've got to go and see Dr. Dean. And um, he's been in care for the last three, four months. And, and um, obviously during this time of coronavirus, times are tough. They've uh, lost their, they've been on furlough, etc. And his wife said to him that you, um, you might need to stop chiropractic, like, because times are tough, you know, and he, um, what he said to me, which was just such a, a massive privilege, and I don't take it lightheartedly at all. He's like, I would rather starve than miss my adjustments. And uh, he, he's been, he suffers from anxiety, he suffered from um, like the, the mental fog, and, and uh, he's had it for so many years. And, and through chiropractic care, he's gotten himself into a place where um, he can think clearly again. He's a much better person. Um, and He's just so grateful to be on this path. The fact that we can just obviously get the body healing again and get body from a a sympathetic dominant state to a parasympathetic and a lot more relaxed and healing um, is a massive blessing. And when he told me that, I was just like, wow, that is unreal. So I was super grateful for that message that he gave me. And so that would be my first case, Danny. I was really, really impressed. Um, And then secondly, Jeez, I've completely forgotten. I suppose um, it was also just a, a very much a pinchy moment when I had Russell Brand in his video saying he's had headaches, he's gone to neurologists, he's gone to everyone, and he started chiropractic care and his uh, headaches alleviated um, considerably. And uh, just just the path that I've kind of been to California Jam with him um, and to see him speaking to 2000 chiropractors which is i mean i remember him just standing up on the stage and it's like so hold on am i speaking to 2000 chiropractors like that's quite weird for a lot of people (laughs) so it's been awesome you know like those two cases have just been that i can think of there's so many people that um we deal with and uh, i think i'm just so grateful um that people trust me with their care and spend lots of money on on care with me like we i they could be anywhere else in the world. And the fact that they, um, you know, trust me with, with, you know, my hands and trust me with my cares, I think is something that we must never take lightheartedly and must be super grateful for their, um, their trust in us. That was some, some powerful stories you were telling there. That, that guy saying he would rather starve than miss his chiropractic adjustment. That's impressive, yeah. mate. That must yeah, have made I you know. feel really good. It was, uh, you know, a lot of the time he's just like, wow, that is just unreal. And um, for him to say that is, you know, you don't, you don't, I don't think you, anyone in your chiropractic career, you kind of go like, 
oh, he's going to say this to me. And I was like, no way. That is just the most beautiful thing. So thank you. Cool. So if there's somebody out there, which I would certainly hope there is when they listening to this podcast, people that want to improve their health and their day-to-day performance, if you were to give them one or two little snippets of advice, what would that be? I think it would be to um, just have little targets in front of you, little goals, little carrots. So um, to give an example, so for us to keep active and for us to live the life that we want to live, um, if you do not have a, a target in front of you, you there's a lot of the chance that you won't, you won't carry on. So let's give you an example. So I've run an ultra marathon, which is 90 kilometers. But if I didn't have that in, in front of me, there's no way I would have trained. If we don't put little five kilometer, I see so many people doing couch to five kilometer um, these training regimes, which I think is just so great. It's really just getting people from running, never run to running three minutes to five to 10 to 15 to 20 to 25 minutes a day to then eventually hitting their five kilometer and then they'll move on to 10 kilometers or whatever. If you, if five kilometers is all for you, that's great. No problem at all. But I think it's so great that we can have targets and goals in front of us just to keep us moving forward. And I think, um, that's where, that's where um, you know, certain things like Weight Watchers have done well because you've got a target to, to reach and you kind of get to that target and see how you've done. So I think it would just be to have a carrot in front of you. Um, environment is stronger than willpower. So maybe hang around people that really do care about their health and just ask questions and you know, I definitely slip up a lot of the time, but rather be in an environment where people are like, hey man, maybe you don't have that, have this. Um, I think that's really, really important in terms of moving forward with your health. Couldn't agree more. Sounds like you're yeah. a big, big advocate for setting goals and then having people to hold you accountable to them, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes uh, it's it's hard. <laughs> it's easy to kind of be under undercover and not put the goal, um, because I think sometimes people can get very very um, subjectively associated with that that goal and then get really angry if they don't reach it. But I think sometimes it's like really important to put the goal out there, but don't be so attached to the results. Um, and and sometimes, as you know, like Danny, you sound like you're very big on this stuff, and I love it. It's like just putting it out into the universe, and uh, hopefully, you know, something comes back. And if it doesn't, being okay with that. Yeah, it's great advice there. Um, yeah. So when people do set goals and and things of that nature, or set intentions or whatnot, um, when the two attach to to the outcome, that's when things don't happen, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. It's so, it's so crazy. Like we had a um, a really great experience where um, we're very fortunate to buy uh, our house on the first of November last year, and um, so the year before, like a year and a half before, we we didn't really know what we're doing. But I wrote on our dream board. I said first of November, twenty nineteen, and. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know. So, but we, anyway, we're looking for houses way before. So I think it was in March or April. Uh, we came across our house and we really loved it. And, 
um, and we we put an offer on, and we were like, okay, well, we're probably going to be moving in a little bit earlier than first of November because they they're selling, and so the the sellers um, phoned us and they said, listen, we really want you guys to have the house, but we can only give you the house on the first of ne- November, <laughs> yeah. and we we're like, no ways, and that was about six months uh, before. And we and obviously we were like, no problem, that's fine. I mean, I'm sure they must have been super happy that we weren't putting pressure on them. But it was just one of those we were like, wow, like that's really, really great. That's spooky, isn't it? Yeah, it's spooky, hundred percent. So we just we always look back at that moment and uh, we're super happy in our home. But it was just one of those moments we're like, no ways, that is very, very cool. That's the power of intention, isn't it? You put it out there, you, you, you focused on it initially, and then you let go of the outcome. <laughs> yes, I'm still learning at this, and I'm sure you're a lot better than me, Danny, but uh, I, uh, 100%. It's just it's so lovely to kind of go, as I said, we are not in control. Yeah, true story, mate. Jeez, true story. story. <laughs> So with the work that you do as a chiropractor, what is it that drives you to do that work today and why? Um, I think it's connection. I really think it's, uh, it's connection. I think we as, as a human race really, really ooze connection and, and knowing people really care. I think um, when I think of, the chiropractors that we get involved with and Danny, like, you know, if I think of the, you know, Ryan, Ryan in a circle that like I've been able to be, to meet you. There's just a, a amazing bunch of people that um, just really care about each other and about people getting better. And um, so for me, it was just all about just getting, letting people know that we really care about what, what happens. Uh, we want to teach them the chiropractic message, but as I said, like, the fact that we can deal with people from white collar workers to blue collar workers from every race, age, religion. Um, I think it's a massive blessing and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my reason why I'm in chiropractic. That's cool. And that, that connection thing is, um, something that humanity is really craving now, isn't it? More than ever right now because of this, uh, imposed, um, lockdown for want of a better word. So yeah, connection is so important to, to all of us human beings, isn't it? 100%, you know, and I said like, maybe we, not, we might not be able to give someone a hug. Um, I found it so amazing, actually. Um, I spoke in a podcast yesterday. Uh, you know, when, the, when, when people come out of their houses at 8 p.m. on a Thursday evening to clap for the NHS and um, how they're coming out about half an hour earlier or half, half an hour later and uh, they're just getting to know their neighbor like they are um first find like finding out what the what what their neighbor's all about secondly like just connecting and then thirdly is um some people haven't had any connection for the past five six seven eight weeks and people are maybe not as fortunate as myself where i'm, I'm with my wife and i'm very grateful for that but some people haven't you know had inter- interaction for a while so um i think it's it's super awesome to see people going, yes, we've got our phones and we can sit on our phones for four, five, six hours a day. But we all crave connection and uh, to be able to chat to your neighbor, obviously keeping two meters apart, 
but it's been lovely to see them having a glass of wine, cold drinks and water and just catching up, which has been great. Um, and, uh, you know, I was saying, if you don't have a, a, a neighbor or, or, or if you don't like running or et cetera, a lovely thing is just to phone a friend. And, um, and we were saying is it's easy to go down the route of just speaking about coronavirus and uh, all the, the bad things that are going on, but maybe just like tell the person three things that you may be grateful for. Um, and if that comes hard to you, a great way to think of it is like people, place and thing. So what person are you grateful for? What place are you grateful for? And what thing are you grateful for? Um, and I think if you can get that routine and habit going forward, it, um, at the end of the day, we want to be better versions of ourselves when we finish this virus. And uh, it's a great way to move forward. Absolutely. Massive uh, proponent of um, an advocate of gratitude. It's, I think it was Martini who said many, many years ago, what you think about and think about, you bring about. So we really need to be grateful, don't we? And, you know, we were talking about connection quite a bit today as well. And we take that for granted and you don't really know what you've got till it's gone in some, in some instances. And this is a very, very apt example of that, isn't it? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Like you've, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, and it's a, great play, it's a great time for us to kind of reflect on how we have behaving. Um, and, I, and I think it's a great time to get back into our lives, the, the word thank you, um, and just being appreciative of the people around us and, and what we have. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So, yeah. Dean, thank you so much for taking out some time to be with us today on the THT podcast. It's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much, Danny. I love, uh, I love being on it, and it's been such an honor to hang out with you. And thank you for what you do. You really are amazing. And keep up the good work. Thank you. Appreciate that, mate. Thank so, you. if Simona, if any of our listeners want to connect with you or reach out to you, where's the best place that they can find you? So they can find me on the underscore celebrity underscore chiropractor on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook, Facebook Dean Ryder. Um, and those would probably be the two best ways to interact with me. You've been listening to the THT podcast with myself, Dr. Danny Scarhill. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, or any one of the other outlets where we stream. Like us on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash Total Health Transformation. You can also find more information about myself on my website, dannyscarhill.com, where you'll find lots of fantastic information and some free products for you as well. Look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Take care. All the best. You've been listening to Dr. Danny Scarhill on the Total Health Transformation Podcast, helping you to eat, move and think on purpose. See you on our next episode.